I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the bo- is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going. I started to say your last name for some reason. I, I got jumbled up in the words. This is what happens when you do a show every two weeks. I I understand. I understand. It's all good. Well, I'm happy to have you back, and I'm also happy to discuss Extra Life quickly as we talk about donations equal a suggestion for a zombie movie that you want us to watch. And there's not many stipulations. I don't even think we set any restrictions in terms of watching a movie we've already already seen. Uh, no. but, but we did say make sure the movies are obtainable, rent and above. That is kind of the ruling I had someone shoot me a message the other day about a new zombie flick on Hulu. Have you heard about this, Little Monsters? I think I have, mm-hmm. but I have not seen it yet. Well, there you go. That might be a good one for folks because I have access to it. Lou has access to it. All it requires is a small donation to Extra Life, which is in support of Children's Miracle Network hospitals around the world. This goes to uh, sick kids all over the world who need help, uh, and, and Extra Life provides that assistance to make them feel right at home as they're getting the treatment they need. We're asking for a minimum donation of $15, and you can stack it. So if you donate 45 that means you can make us watch three movies. You just put the movies you want in the comments, or if you miss it, you can send us an email, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com, and we'll make sure you've got it. But if you donate over $50, you can pick three movies, or as many movies as uh, you can stack within that, that amount, and pick one movie for an audio commentary, and we will record it and put it on the feed for everyone. So keep that in mind. The deadline is December 31st, because that's when Extra Life 2019 stops taking donations for the year. But uh, you can go to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan to donate. We do appreciate the support. And I think in terms of scheduling, Lou, like the next episode's open. So we're waiting for your donations. Some will be available. There will be a zombie from a select franchise to take your call. Hopefully they're legible, but they are listening. So just let them know. Wouldn't that be funny? Different types of zombies just doing a telethon. I just thought of that right away. Just came into my head. Uh, yes, and depending on where they are in the country, you'd get a different kind of uh, yeah on the phone. Yeah, if they were French, it'd be uh, you know, get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, enough of those terrible jokes. Uh, let's move into the news. Man, that was a throwback. There's some bad zombie jokes right there. We were just talking oh, about yeah. that. Um, yep. What do we got here? In terms of bad zombie jokes, let's talk about Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville, which is out now. Lou, you, you're super stoked about this $40 experience. What do you what do you got for no, me? No, I'm not. Oh, I, I my apologies. And, uh, I, I'm not stoked for anything EA does, so this is not, a, this is not for me. Yeah, um, this is uh, interesting. Yeah, it's... it's 
the more I see about this game, the less I'm interested. Right. It's a so it's a sequel to Plants vs Zombies, the sort of battlefield esque game. Uh, we've talked about this a couple times in the sense that every time we see these games, we think, man, wouldn't it be great to get a proper Plants vs Zombies uh, three? But uh, this is the follow up to Garden Warfare two. Um, it's not free to play as I originally thought it was. Yeah, it was implied it was free to play. Uh, my question is, is I'm looking, I'm looking for it now. Mm-hmm. It's on Origin. Yeah. So is you, there in-game purchases? Oh yes, there's got to be. So there's got to be. I don't think there are loot boxes. I think it's all like customizables and stuff. Um, you can customize every character for. Now I don't know this for for a fact. There might be loot. I would be surprised if that would be ballsy if this had loot boxes because you'd think they'd have learned their lesson by now. But it, it is a forty dollar experience on PC. And that might be either Canadian or American. I was looking at it the other day. It is only available in early access right now. Yeah, so maybe that's where we thought it was free to play and it's not quite out yet. Yeah. I thought for sure is. like it was going to be releasing in full, but I guess you're right. It is still early access. And yeah, you can pay, you can pay the $40. Or if you want to check it out, you can subscribe to the EA Origin Access or Access Premier and... Oh yeah, there's definitely in-game purchases. I'm scrolling through their Facebook page now, and it's like, hey, come in and play today and get 40 points to spend in the shop. And I'm like, oh. Sweet. All right. Well, before we bring this show down any further, let's move on to our next story. I just, it's out. I wanted to make sure people knew about that, and we will probably not talk about it again. Uh, and uh, actually, speaking of games, I didn't put this in the notes, but The Last of Us Part Two got delayed until May 29th. It was supposed to be out yeah, in February. Yeah, a bunch of stuff got delayed this week. Yeah, not even you know, not really zombie related, but you're right. Like I think Ubisoft delayed their whole early uh, mid before pri- prior to March uh, games into next fiscal, which is a big deal for a for a major company. Um, to kind of look at their slate and be like, these all need more time and kind of push them all back. That's that's crazy for a, for a company like that, I think. Yeah, it tells you what's going on in the market right now. It means that something had a bunch of loot box in it and they realized they had to pull all the loot box. That was my theory. doesn't help that, I guess, the Division 2 or Breakpoint, which I did check out through the Uplay Plus service. Long story, forgot to cancel. Uh, and I played it and I'm like, hmm. I can't tell if this isn't for me or if this is just not that great. And it turns out it was a little bit of both. So, uh, yeah, we talked about that on the Gamers Inn, I think, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I hear a lot of people are leaving the Division 2 in droves. I saw a thing about it the other day. Yeah, and I played a lot of it at launch with a friend, but, you know, it's uh, it, it didn't have staying power. Probably as much staying power as they were looking for. Um, but speaking of staying power, let's talk about Zombieland double tap which released in theaters last friday uh, again i wanted to make sure we haven't seen it either of us but i did want to make sure it no, got its due i really really want to get to the theater and see it i just haven't had the time and i have a yard full of leaves this saturday and it's gonna rain all weekend and i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get to the theater or if i'm gonna have to rake leaves so we'll see <sighs> well we'll please. see Hope against hope that the wind doesn't come and those leaves stay on the trees and you'll be able to go to the theaters because oh, dude, yeah I, they're not they're, they're not staying on the trees they're already in my yard the oh, trees are there 
Well, I, I just got to rake them. Well, if you rake really hard, Lou, and you get it done, then you can go to the movies. But only after you finish the leaves, okay? So. You sound like my wife. I, <laughs> she, she told me to say that. I'm sorry. Um, she doesn't listen. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. Yep, it's true. Uh, let's move on. Zombieland Double Tap. It's got an audience score of 89% and a... And I think uh, it's got a fresh rating, uh, but at 66%. I think for from a critic's point of view and a zombie film, I think 66 is probably pretty high. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad. It, it's, and if you read the people that don't like it, it really is kind of like people I don't really like, but they, I, I don't like their reviews anyway. So I really wouldn't care what their opinions are. Yeah. But it's and it's really cool that we have we did get a sequel ten years later and it seems like everybody who made the film had a really great time, and yeah I'm looking forward to seeing it. I remember seeing the first Zombieland when I was in university uh, with my roommates and we had a blast. I knew nothing about this film. This was pre Ryan understanding zombie films, and we went to the movies a lot. It was kind of our pastime, and this was one of those flicks that came out uh, during the school year, and it was just. Man, it was amazing. So I look forward to seeing this. I'm going to try to fit it into my schedule over the next couple weeks, and we will certainly talk about it on this show. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, Lou, let's get to the main event where we will be talking about Last Kids on Earth. This is a... I, it's billed as a as a book one sort of animated TV show, but it really it, it plays as a, a movie. Pilot. Yeah. It's a pilot. It's a it's a pilot for a new cartoon that's based on the book Last Kids or the book series Last Kids on Earth, and I mean, and, Lou, do and, you want to run us through what this thing yeah, is about? Sure. Uh, and so it should be said, this is based on a, uh, a, a I would say it's not even a like a teen book. This is definitely a uh, this is for like ten and under probably is what my guess would be uh, for this book series, um, and. Netflix picked up the rights to this for uh, the pilot, and I think they've picked it up already for two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie is sort of like the first book, so I'm assuming that we're going to probably get two or three episodes a season, I think. So they're going to be like three mini-movies when we get finally get the a full season. Um, so we'll get right into it. A portal opens up on this kid while he's on his way to school and monsters start coming out and start turning people into zombies and 60 days goes by and he's managed to survive it out in his tree fort. Yeah. That's our opening. It's a, it's like I was uh, solid. It jumps right into the action stuff and I was like, "Oh. Wow. Sweet. Like we're not wasting any time. We're not dicking around." We're going right into the thing. They know their audience is a ten-year-old who has the attention span of a fly, and that's it. That's what they're going for. Well, the the thing I really like is they don't treat the audience like, like they don't know what they're watching either. They know it's a zombie no. film, so they lean right into it. They do a bit of preamble, but like you said, it's about as quick as Lou explained. It's maybe thirty seconds. Yeah. Boom! This is how it happened, and zombies are here. There's no. Oh well, this and I thought they were leaning into it in that we were going to get like a fifteen-minute preamble where oh well, this is what this is what happened now, but look what happened, you know, sixty days ago. But no, even when they flash back, it goes pretty quick into into the zombie stuff. And 
uh, you've got you've got two main characters to start off, both friends. I think they're Jack and Quinn. I'm terrible. At yeah, names. Jack and I, I think it's Jack and Quinn. Yeah, so they're best buds. Jack is an orphan, and uh, his foster family leaves without him, so he's left at home uh, in the treehouse. He's got a he's got a crush uh, named June. Again, I believe, and he's he's convinced he has to rescue her, the damsel in distress. And then there's also a bully turned friend, and I don't remember his name. What's his name? The big fella. Uh, uh, uh Dirk. Dirk, yeah. So Dirk's the big guy. He turns out as the stereotypical bully, you know, pre-apocalypse. But they do run into him in the apocalypse, and I think he quickly realizes that, well, he's lonely and. These are the only two dweebs around, so he's just going to have to hang out with them. And I really did like that moment. It was sort of predictable, but I still felt like it made sense for the kids. They're still kids, right? And he was alone, so it makes sense. Right. And the, my favorite thing about it is, is it at no point does it take anything that's going on serious at all. And when they do rescue, spoiler alert, towards the end of the, the end of this little mini movie, they do rescue the girl who doesn't <laughs> need rescuing. Um and when they meet up with her, she's like, you do realize, like, everybody's dead, the world's coming to an end, and you're... His gimmick is, much like in Zombieland where they have the rules, he creates achievements for himself and then tries to to, to get them. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, one of them was he was going to steal five hats off zombies. So he hung out on a tree and he catches five hats off zombies. And I was like, that's the kind of thing I'd be doing because I'm bored. I kind of, at 10 years old... This would amuse me, you yeah. know what I mean? And I was like, okay. But then the 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 the, the achievements get bigger and bigger. Like find my friend, fight a monster. Like it, 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 they just kind of do that that thing. And she finds his list of achievements, and she's like, "You're treating this like it's a video game. This isn't a video game. People are like dead." He's like, "Yeah, but if I acknowledge that, I'm gonna be really sad. And I don't really want to be sad right now because if I am gonna die, and it is the end of the world." I'm going to at least try and make this fun. And I was like, I think that's how I would view it. They do the right, just the right amount of sugarcoating. Cause this is a zombie movie, but they don't kill any of the zombies. They kind of just defend themselves against they, the zombies. They kind of maul and kill some of the monsters running around. Yeah. Well, they're clearly they not human, right? So it's they're clearly easy. not human, but they don't kill zombies. And it bothered me at first. Mm hmm. But then I thought about it and I said, this is a kid's show. If they killed the zombies, it'd have to be gory or have to justify killing people. And being as it's a kid's story, I really wouldn't be surprised if by the end of a season or two of this, we get, oh, and this is how we reversed everybody that's a zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I could see that happening. The monsters are, are fair game. Uh, again, spoiler alert! At the end of this flick, they do kill the, this big bad monster, the the boss monster, as he says. They call him Blarg. Um, but the zombies are they they do say if they bite you, you turn into one. But they don't really explain how the zombies arrived. It only appears to be adults that turn into zombies. I don't think there were any kid zombies. Did you see any kid zombies? I did not see any kid zombies. And they also institute um, that. Uh, the girl watched her parents leave on a military bus. Mm-hmm. So out of town. So clearly it's not you're, you're, it's not known if this problem has spanned beyond this town 
or if this is just the start of it. And we really don't, our, our heroes never really leave the town they live in. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of left wondering what's on the outside of the world, like the outside outside the city walt limits yeah and i mean i don't want to jump right to the end but we do get a hint at a larger world at the very end before they drop the to be continued um yeah. but before we talk about that i want to uh, speak a bit to sort of the the sugar coating they do for certain things uh, in terms of we talked about them not killing the zombies but also they they sh- they only sugarcoat it enough to get by they still have the action they still have the monsters the zombies are still a, a formidable foe they had some fun with it too um the zombie ball that that ends up coming after them, i thought that was really great and that totally, was really fun. totally works for a kid's show i mean yeah again putting myself uh, putting myself back to 10 year old ryan this would have been something that i would have loved or i would have found very interesting but my parents would have been well my mom would have been wondering what are you watching and what are what are zombies doing on screen for for kids it is a little odd that this is a zombie you know piece of content targeted at kids but well, i think I, it really works it, it it really works um we covered this in a news article a couple of months ago sure. when this was announced and i remember reading the interview with the guy that created it that when he came up with the idea he pitched it to a bunch of because it's a book series he pitched it to a bunch of publishers and they didn't want to touch it because it didn't it wasn't dealing with the drama and he said i don't want i liked books like this when i was a kid that were fun not depressing so that was kind of his basis on doing this uh i think this was a very smart pickup by netflix um i know that we're expected to get at least six episodes and They've got a list of people that are going to be in these future episodes that it's crazy. Like, they've got Bruce Campbell, Keith David, Rosario Dawson, Mark Hamill's going to do a, do a bit. I mean, I mean, they definitely got some names on this thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited and ready to see some more. I mean, as an adult, am I going to watch this, be, like, excited to watch this with, uh, like, like, every moment of every day? No. Uh, but it's definitely something I'm going to, when it comes out, I'll be like, oh. They have more episodes of that thing. I'll give it a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is this this isn't marketed towards me, but I certainly wouldn't turn it off. I would. Well, I'm. I'll watch book two for the show. I, um, I think it's it's a nice change of pace. I would say. I would say the only thing I didn't like about it, um, is some of the kids' jokes are too ham ham fisted. Um, they 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 push the. It feels there's a couple of the gags that feel like. Even as a kid, I wouldn't have liked them, but mm-hmm. they're they're adult point of views of kids that are stereotypes. Hmm. Like he finds a chest full of soda and 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 other things that are basically supposed to be his supplies to get by. Yeah. And he's like, "Sweet, I won't need food for a, a, like a month." And then it cuts to like five hours later, and the bag, the, the trunk is empty because you know he drank all the Mountain Dew and he's bored. And I'm like, no. Even if I was 10, I probably would have had some kind of... You'd have like, a, a little bit of self-restraint for the first few days, probably. Right. And even then, it's still just kind of like... Uh, that's a gag that I think even as a kid, I would have been like, really? Uh, I mean, I guess ask me again in seven years and we'll see where Caden's at in terms of if I leave a bunch of food. I'll do an experiment. I'll put a bunch of food in a chest 
and I'll leave him there and see if I get back and he's ate it all. I mean, honestly, if he's my kid, he probably ate it all. But I guess yeah. I can't really simulate the zombie apocalypse, so No. And then the other thing that bothered me was is I don't I didn't mind the idea of the achievements. I thought that that was really clever, but it felt a few times like they brought up the achievements just cuz they wanted to be like, "Hey kids, achievements. Hey kids, achievements." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like your favorite video game. And I'm like, "I get it." Can we stop talking about the achievements? There's something else going on here, you know. Um, I didn't mind that. I I honestly thought it was cute. I also liked, you know, the uh, the the faux commercials that they would do. That totally reminds me of of when I was a kid. You know, yeah. doing those little skits. I even find you know Caden and Abigail sometimes putting on little shows, and I thought that was really well done. And I also liked the way that the characters would they wouldn't always react the same way to it they would react differently every time sometimes in amazement sometimes in like no we don't have time for this you know so i i I really like that um i like the fact that they uh, this might come off to some folks as a little oh they had to do it but the whole damsel in distress thing and june didn't need saving but in the end like they really did need they did everyone needed everyone to kind of survive um and they kind of they kind of play the main character. Uh, sorry, is it Jack? No, it's not Jack. Jack. Jack okay, Jack. <laughs> they play Jack as sort of a uh, doofus. Doofus, yeah. And he's always getting into everyone into trouble. He's always making these mistakes, and it goes back to maybe to what you didn't like in the sense that it it starts with that moment where he eats all all the snacks and stuff. Yeah, they they. Uh... As somebody that survived, I feel like they did the, like, oh, he's a dumbass thing too many times for me to be like, yeah, he's a survivor. I was kept like, yeah, he's lucky he's got his friends or he'd be dead by now. Mm-hmm. Like, that was kind of my philosophy on it was like, I don't know how this kid's managed to make it this far. I have no idea. But he, he did, and he's still alive, and I think he he did get a, you know, he, yeah. It's weird, but there are those moments and, where he definitely does something incredibly stupid that he wasn't thinking about. Yeah. But and yeah. I mean, I understand that that happening once in a while, but it happens like six times. And I was like, every time it happened, I was like, oh, dude, stop. But the, la- stop. the last time it did happen, I mean, he led the Blarg monster to several different people uh, throughout the okay. show. The one thing I will say okay. that drove me crazy, because I hate it when TV all TV shows do it, not just this one, was he was so obsessed with rescuing the girl that it was like he ignored everything else going on. And I was like, people don't do that. And it, it, it like it's fine if they did it once, but at one point it was literally like they did it like four times in a row in like one scene. And he was like, yeah, but we got to go rescue the girl. And his friends were like, yeah, but we got to put a problem right now. And he's like, yeah, but we got to go rescue the girl. And it was like... It was like, it was kind of, that, that. I found that aspect of the show was painful to watch. And I'm hoping that going forward, that kind of gets diminished. And I think it will. Um, But again, it's a kid's show. It's not written for me. You know? Hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I mean, the, uh, the monster dog, Rover, I thought that was really good. That it, was really clever. It fit really well. Um. But yeah, I thought there was a lot to love. And even if you aren't a 10-year-old like Lou and I, but you really like zombies and you want something, let's definitely say tamer 
and different because it puts more of a focus on monsters as it does. The zombies it, are still a threat, but the monsters are the key it, issue. It's definitely something if you have kids, kids will... I, I know 10-year-old me would have been hooked on this show. Yeah. I would have been waiting for next season as soon as I finish this. And also, it was 60 minutes. Yeah. Oh, it's it's short. It's And it's totally digestible. I watched uh, the first half... Uh, on the treadmill and then the second half on the treadmill and it, it was a very quick watch um i do recommend I it, for it sure. i watched it all in one go uh i didn't do it in chunks like uh ryan did and it was literally like oh it's over mm-hmm. that was quick it is interesting that you, you did mention all the characters that were announced for the series but i don't think any of them are in the first episode no they're not so it's just the main kid actors. I mean, we can talk a bit about this speculation, but the monster that shows up, there's sorry, there's a monster that shows up at the very end and it appears to be humanoid. Uh, it does sort of mouth say some, you know, humans, you know, because it finds the note that June leaves at the school to let her parents know that she's gone to the treehouse. Um, do you think that's one of the actors? Do you think that might be Mark Hamill or Keith David? It could be Mark Hamill. I don't know. I, I I think I didn't hear it well enough to identify if it's Keith David or not. Mm-hmm. It didn't um, sound like anyone I knew. It sounded pretty generic monster voice. But uh, my guess is is that they might have not lined up these actors yet until the pilot episode was done. Right. So it probably isn't any of them. But I wouldn't be surprised if when we return, it's somebody like Mark Hamill or Bruce Campbell. Yeah. I have a funny feeling. Uh, from what I've read, the character that Bruce Campbell is supposed to play is not in the books. So I'm suspecting they're going to come across an adult that's still alive. Yeah, I and can see that. Gonna, I, and he's going to be the doofy adult. I have a funny feeling. Yeah, they don't have... You're right. They say six episodes. They don't talk about any of these characters. Do you think we from, get... Go ahead. Netflix always does this. They don't when they do a show like this that that's pointed at kids. They do not identify your heroes until it's almost too late. Mm-hmm. The show is either already out or they keep it a surprise. Do you feel like we get book two before the end of the year, or do you think it's a twenty twenty thing? I think we're gonna get if it's not end of year like december we'll definitely get this come uh january or february i think okay because we only talked about this a couple of months ago yeah when it was announced it was like done yeah and i didn't realize it was this far along when it was announced i thought we weren't going to get this for another until the new year so i was really surprised that this even showed up Mm -hmm. well um I'm looking forward to the return. So hopefully it's sooner rather than later. I think you're right. The fact that they announced the cast sort of in March timeframe and, and this came out six months later. Uh, I think it's really cool that uh, Netflix is doing this and they, and they've developed some content for a younger audience uh, that we get to talk about. So hope you guys enjoyed that. Definitely check out last kids on earth. If you haven't already, we didn't spoil everything about it. We kind of just covered the, you know, the high level stuff, but I think it's still, there's something there to be enjoyed. Um, Lou, we've got some listener feedback this week. I'm going to read the first one and then I'll, I'll give you the second one, but we've got an email from Calman. Uh, 
Hey guys, Cal from Minnesota again. I just rewatched the original Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. While a lot of what is said about the zombies is conjecture, I noticed they do a lot of talk about the science and philosophy of the zombies. Or sorry, physio physiology. Mm -hmm. uh, they need to eat to sustain themselves. I believe some of their organs are still functioning. They also mention at some point that the zombies would probably die off on their own in 10 years or so. They will not go on forever if no one kills them. But outlasting them is the challenge. Now I look at the Walking Dead zombies and we see zombies who seriously rotted to the point where they are, there is no way they could still be functioning. Some of them hardly have any skin at all. Others we've seen grow into certain environments like trees and swamplands. I was curious what you guys think of the science behind what keeps the Walking Dead specific walkers going. Do they need to eat in order to sustain themselves, or are they just acting on some kind of influence behavior like the way certain parasites will cause hosts, ants, bees to drown themselves, or climb to a height they can disperse more spores? I know we, we will never get concrete answers to these questions, but I would love to hear your ideas on how the walkers are functioning and expand on how the virus slash infection slash parasite, whatever it is, operates and where slash how it originated. He's literally talking about the thing that pisses me off the most about The Walking Dead. Okay, what's that? Uh, and that is, a majority of these hordes they keep running into would be really easy to kill. Right, because like, they've been around for a while. They've been around for so long, you could literally just walk around with a stick and push them all to the ground, poke them in the head. Push them to the ground, poke them in the head. And they treat them like they're such a bigger problem than they actually are. Uh, again, it's my other big gripe is that this is the way the world that it would be so much easier to start rebuilding society five, 10, 15 years in now. Mm -hmm. And the zombies would all be starting to die off. You'd literally only have to deal with more recent people dying. And guess what? There's not that many people. Yeah. But, but the thing is, if you look at the walking dead comics and where it ended, it did get to a point which isn't far from where the show is now. It did get to a point where the zombies weren't the obstacle and society got so good with dealing with zombies that that they eventually did get to a point where they were comfortable living alongside them. And that's why the Walking Dead comic ended. They they hit that's how that's how Rick was taken out in the comics. He got too comfortable and that's how he died. He was always going to die that way. Um, as someone who, who was able to take a breath and then he was taken out in the most uh, vulnerable way possible, not by a zombie, but by just surprise. So yeah. if you look at that, not really looking at the show, because I think the show is one of those things that you're you're not going to get an ending that that is just like, yeah, we, we learned to survive alongside the zombies. There's always going to be something that they introduce to keep that show going as long as they can. But yep. I think they I think they might give you a hint as to where things came from. I think they tried with the CDC a little bit. No, I, we, I, I think at this point we know it is a virus that keeps them alive. But how sure. there's zombies that are growing into trees that aren't dead yet, I think that's just TV. I don't treat those things, situations very seriously. Those are the situations in the show where I roll my eyes and go, oh, great. Here we go again. So you're saying um, that you think the zombies would rot so much that they would eventually just rot apart and die. like it Much like in Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Most zombie, mo zombie movies or zombie things 
do treat things like that. Like they're going to eventually stop working because they rot to pieces. The only time they don't is when there's some kind of mystical, magical thing that keeps them together. And Walking Dead has gone out of its way to make sure us, we know that it's not some kind of mystical, magical thing that keeps them alive because it wouldn't make sense. So the fact that there's still zombies that are floating in a pool that have that have bloated and gross is it just the brain like so it's not just about the brain if we look at if we look at the zombies growing or having their environment grow around them that could be explained down to the fact that it's just the brain that stayed intact because they have to go after the brain but i think you're right after 10 years you have that muscle tissue that's completely gone and how are they overwhelming our heroes um right but if you do look at the walking dead proper where people find themselves in danger it's usually brought on by a human factor like the whispers um so but that being Mm -hmm. said hordes do still sometimes sneak up on people um yeah it's hard to say but but i really think that when you look at the walking dead you're going to see more of an explanation around the human factor and how humans continue to to deal with this honestly if if they started showing less zombies or just describing how there's less zombies because there's less people and the zombies are starting to kick it's never even a conversation they have in the walking dead which is another thing that annoys the shit out of me sure well what do you mean what conversation like how these zombies came to be like like no like like why there's still zombies and why there's still hordes and how can these things have not Gee, these a lot of these things should be decayed beyond repair, but they're not. Gee, like they don't even have that conversation. Yeah, it's just like zombies. And you're like, oh great. I guess they figure it can't it can't really help their situation if if they keep well, having. Not only that, but the TV the TV show doesn't want to acknowledge that you know, like, hey, this wouldn't be a problem anymore, and then we can't do a show like um yeah i think you're right they definitely they definitely probably know that in the back of their minds but they have they have been steadily showing the zombies getting more and more decrepit and i think that's where they're they're focusing more on these human factors right with the whispers and the saviors the zombies are still a threat but unfortunately calman i don't know if the walking dead is going to give us the big answer as to where the zombies originated from um but if anyone was in the Walking Dead franchise, it would be the TV show that sheds more light on it, on that, because I feel like I, the I, comic's I th- over, so they're not going to answer any more questions. Yeah, Kirkman would have done that, and he's been pretty pretty pointed in saying that he, that's not where he's interested. But I could see the show being like, we need to, we need something. So the human factor isn't doing it. We need to shed they, some light. They listen Prequel. to too many executives. Yeah, but I mean, I. I a prequel series would be well they did that but they they moved too quickly with fear the walking dead but but, but doing, it's also coming again sure yeah we got that young adult thing uh, that's a but that's a sequel it's supposed to be set uh, at the 10 year mark it, it's gonna start before the thing and then oh, escalate by the end of the episode great because they show a bunch of stuff that's supposed to be when the outbreak began isn't it weird that we're going to have three Walking Dead series and maybe a movie next year to just like 2020? I think 2020 is going to be the make it or break it. Like it could be could be a lot and then it could all come crashing down. Not to I be morbid, that, but 
I think this is going to be the make or break moment for Walking Dead. I think this is either going to be the point where they push it and it works, or they're going to push it too far and a lot of people are going to just be like, no, nah, I am kind of done with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, Kelman, I hope you you were you enjoyed that conversation. Uh, Lou, why don't you read our email here from Joe? Sure. Joe says, as to my go-to as my go-to source for Walking Dead stuff, I thought you guys might want to check out Gavin Castellan's album Home. It's about a, a breakup in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. I've never heard anything like it. Uh, you can stream it on Spotify. Uh, Brian has a link here. Uh, I unfortunately did not see this until we were getting ready to record. So I have not listened to the album. I'll be sure to give you my personal feedback when we're done. But he says, you can stream it on Spotify. And uh, he has some cooler other horror movie songs. Um, and uh, he's looking to put this on vinyl as well. Uh, a vinyl's cool. My, my wife has a vinyl collection. Um, and uh, I'm glad that we make his workday feel shorter. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Joe, for the email. I did uh, check out this album. It is on Spotify and you can listen for free. I don't have an account in it or I don't have a premium account. It still let me listen to the whole album in chronological order. Um, It feels like a rock opera kind of thing, uh, like a musical. And I think you have to enjoy that genre, like really be into that genre. I I like rock opera. Mm -hmm. I don't like musicals. So we'll see how I feel when I listen to it over the next week. It's it's interesting. I thought it was it, it kind of weaved an interesting story from beginning to end, and it had a distinct style, but still managed to kind of swap in between not genres, but 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 feelings. There was some hard rock, there was some soft rock, and you know it, it was good. It, I didn't. So here's the thing: I'm not a big rock opera fan, so normally this stuff wouldn't be for me. But I did dig it. It was a cool idea, and it was well done. And it's a quick listen. It's not that long. I told Ryan before the show, and I can't confirm it. I had to go through all of our show notes back <laughs> to the beginning. I'm pretty sure we talked about at least one song from this album at some point. Sure. Um, if not the album itself, but it was. We've been doing this for eight years. I couldn't find the episode, and I'm sure it was a long time ago, and it might not even be in our notes. It may have been something that somebody on the show mentioned. Sure. uh, Like a guest, and I think we might have talked about it after that, but uh, again, uh, this is definitely something I'm going to check out once we're... Once we're done recording, yeah, t- give it a listen, and we'll put the no- uh, the link in the show notes so everybody else can check it out. But Joe, thank you for sending that along. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, if you want to engage with the show, you can email us like Joe and Kalman did, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. We also have a Zamp Discord if you want to hang out and chat with us, Lou and myself at bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. I also want to thank the patrons over at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. We really appreciate the support there as well. And remember, we did mention our extra life sort of uh, uh, promotion running. You can go to bit.ly slash extra life Ryan, donate to a great cause, and get us to watch some great zombie flicks. Um, you can visit us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. You can find myself on Twitter at rmurphy and Lou at busy zombie lord. Definitely check out Joel Duggan for the artwork at joelduggan.com Lou, give us some final words to part on, good sir Don't waste all your supplies when you find them yes. like the kids from Last Kid on, Kids on Earth because you're not going to live that long True. When bad shit happens, 
Save the supplies. You never know when you're gonna need that code red. Imagine a 10 year old just drinking a bunch of Mountain Dew. Dude, what do you think my childhood was like? You know what I thought of? It just reminded me. You know what I thought about when I saw that scene where he's eating all that candy? It's like, he's not going to be able to go outside for at least a couple days because that stuff is going to run right through him. I mean, if I when Dude, I remember when I was 10, I, if you ate all that stuff, I don't care if you're 10. Your you're stomach's still, still going to it's gonna reject you're, you. You're still recording, right? Of course. This is all going Okay. On. Okay. Okay, good. When I was a kid, I'm not joking, like seven, eight years old, sure. I would get out of school and my mother would be like, here's a Mountain Dew. And I would drink a two liter Mountain Dew in an afternoon. And I was like that every day. And I stayed up until like one o'clock. Oh my gosh. Night. How and old then, were you? Like eight, nine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then she'd send me off to my dad's on the weekend. And my dad would be like, yeah, no soda for you. <laughs> no, of course not. You had enough. He'd be like, how much Mountain Dew did she give you before she handed you off to me? And he'd be like, I drank a two liter for, for breakfast. Ugh. 